Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. Excuse me, sir. I'm looking for a job. I'm a hard worker. I set high goals. My motto is, if you want to win the lottery, you have to make the money to buy a ticket. So what do you say? I could start tomorrow or even why not tonight? No, I'm not hiring. Congratulations, you're hired. Okay. We're taking the next right. That's stupid! Repeat the police. I will never ask you to do anything that I wouldn't do myself. Excuse me. I have something you'll be very excited about. You have a good eye. I want you to contact me when you have something. Something like this. Think of our newscast as a screaming woman running down the street with her throat cut. You will be seeing me again. Any unit, residential 211. Home invasion. I think you withheld information. That would be a very unprofessional thing for me to do. It would be murder. I want what you promised me. I want something people can't turn away from. 911, what's your emergency? We want all of this. I think Lou is inspiring all of us to reach a little higher. <laughs> You're listening to Movie Sucktastic.
dude, dude. Whoa, dude, dude, no! Nobody move. Well, Live stream is in rare fucking form tonight. <laughs> Which means... Oh, we could have an impending crash at any second. Oh, good. Yeah, no, we haven't had one of those in a while. Why not, right? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, there was a couple of times there where the sound got real bad. Really yeah, it was, bad. It was, it was breaking up. I thought it was just me. No, no, that no. was live stream on my end. At one point, my supercomputer here, this is this is a super, I built it. It is fucking flawless machine when I'm not using live stream. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, it actually said at one point that CPU exceeded 93% in big oh. red letters. And <laughs> I'm like, and that's when it started crackling like that. And I'm like, oh, fucking wonderful. Great. <laughs> not a good uh, Let me tell you something. Uh, the graphics card in here is, you know, it's four years old, only four years old, and it can't play any of the newest fucking games. That's a different rant for a different time, but a card like that, this is like brand new, it's probably like a $400 graphics card, and it doesn't play anything new, it should play fucking live stream. It should just do that. So, I've done benchmarks on it, nothing wrong with it, so I know it's live stream. I know it is. Fucking live. We should go to Ustream. That's what we should do. I uh, I agree totally. I if anything, we should at least try it. And if mm -hmm. it crashes through Ustream, okay, then I could say, okay, it's my computer, or my gra or it's time for a new graphics card, or don't, whatever. Don't. Yeah, it's not you. It's not. <laughs> it's not <clears throat> you. It's me. <laughs> uh, so uh, welcome so. to welcome to the the. Uh, Potentially uh, disastrous movie sucktastic podcast. It's, it's very possible. Uh, uh, it's very I'm possible. Scott. The other person fretting over technology is Joey. That's and me. this episode, which is episode number 178. No, 158. Oh, <laughs> Keep... Did it again. I did it again. Uh, we will be, we're, we're, we're bypassing our usual um, uh, choices of reviewing to jump into Oscars. That's right. And. And uh, we're starting off with, uh, they just announced the Oscars while I was in Florida last week when we didn't record. And um, That's right. They, they were announced on Tuesday of this week. Yeah, uh, Thursday. The 7th, 17th. Was it Tuesday? Okay. Today, today, today is Thursday. <clears throat> Today's Thursday. Yes, I know. <laughs> um, but they were it was announced, announced and, on the 17th. So and I, and I wasn't in town last week, so I'm back. And we're going to be trying to get all the Oscar nominees in in time oh, you know what the, you're uh, right Oscar it was show. thursday it was Thank thursday you. of last week today's thursday i know Be that because we didn't record last week so correct the timing would have been phenomenal because yeah. we would have done a show the same day but it just wasn't in the cards and and of course controversy vast controversy over the oscar nominations this year uh yep. because the uh the oscars have omitted two two highly important um, uh, category things, uh, uh, two two huge omissions in the Oscars this year, which were obviously uh, it was the fact that none of the actresses <clears throat> or actors nominated for Oscars were black. Okay, and just as outrageous, apparently from what I've seen from the news, every every news channel I watch Thursday, I'm I'm in a hotel in Florida, AC cranked, uh, just just wanting to get home. 
and um, and every channel is like, oh, it's uh, this horrible. It's it's the white Oscars. It's white gold. They no blacks, <laughs> no black people have been nominated for a, for the. And on top of that, the I didn't Lego realize movie, the Lego Movie was not nominated. Oh, I can't no. I can't tell you how many times I heard those two mentioned in the same broadcast. I didn't realize you you could get nominated for just being a certain race, creed, or color. Well, obviously. I mean, yeah. um, well, no, the, but that's what I'm saying. It's just, it's like, your movie was shit, but we're going to nominate you anyway because we feel that we have to. That shouldn't be the case. It's not the case. and, and uh, Well, now, it's you, people, I think we've talked about this, People are just waiting to be offended. This is the society we live in now. It's you know yeah. instant gratification. You know with our phones and tablets and it's just everything's instant. People are bored. They're waiting to be offended, and mm-hmm. it's just it's unfortunate, but it's it is what it is. Well, and I mean, obviously, no one would deny that there is a history of um, of white culture permeating our entertainment industry. I mean, for the longest time, you you had. Uh, Society represented on television on the screen, silver screen, as uh, homogeneously white. Uh, right. Very few. Uh, yeah, I mean, shit. Uh, I I just saw for the first time, and I'm embarrassed. Uh, a couple weeks ago, Holly made me watch uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's. I'd never actually seen it. Oh, okay. And yeah, it, t- holy, it took me took me a long time to see that too. Holy shit! That is one of the most racist movies ever. <laughs> um. What's not? What's his name? Um, what's his name? Who played? Uh, not. Oh, not uh, yeah, that's not one of those. This is one of my wife's films, so I've seen it, but I uh, I don't really I'm, remember. I'm I'm just my, my the last I had, time I saw it. You know, you know how you're trying to think of a name and you think of the wrong name and then that name oh, yeah. is embedded in your head. So like yep. all I can think now is Andy Rooney. Andy Rooney wasn't in Breakfast at Tiffany's. I'm trying to no, think of wasn't. Mickey Rooney. So <laughs> Mickey Rooney <laughs> plays the uh, plays the. Uh, uh, Japanese, Chinese, I forget which one. Yeah, uh, the slanty but, but, eyes and everything. Yeah! <laughs> and, and I'm watching it, and I'm looking up uh, like reviews and uh, interviews and stuff, and everybody, like the, the, the director, uh, Mickey Rooney, everyone's like, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> <laughs> in hindsight, which uh, is always 2020. <laughs> probably shouldn't have had Mickey Rooney doing the, uh, doing the um, mm, no. Oriental. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I mean... <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, a long. We have a long history of whitewashing our media. Okay, that that's that's true. No, it is and, true. And no one's no one would even think of saying, or at least I wouldn't think of saying, trying to imply that uh, there's no such thing as racism anymore and that stuff like that doesn't happen. However, <clears throat> Hollywood, not what you'd call a racist group. Probably the most liberal. Yeah. Out of all the groups in this entire country. Is Hollywood? Hollywood? You cannot get more liberal than Hollywood. Yeah. So, um, to imply that now, then they had statistics that came out that uh, majority of the uh, people voting on the Oscars are like <clears throat> old white men. Basically, seventy-five <laughs> percent are, are like over over sixty, and you know, white as the driven snow. And that that's a bad thing, sure. But it's not like th- this has been now. Uh, one broadcast thankfully mentioned that the last time they had nothing but white people nominated for all the actor and actress categories was 1997 and the only reason that happened was because Titanic didn't have any black people in it (laughs) 
So, yeah. Okay. It hasn't happened in, since in like 15 years or so. Longer. 18. It, well, 18 I'm, I'm years. Right. All right. I mean, it's, it, 18's longer. Yeah. <laughs> it, ha- it hasn't happened in a long time. Yeah, it's a long fucking time. And, and we're talking about uh, last year you had... Uh, um. Oh, uh, twelve years yeah. slave. Twelve years slave. Which one best picture? I mean, right. Come on. And, and then, I mean, you, we've had a lot. We there have been a lot of um, firsts in uh, African American, black, whatever you want to say, uh, actors, actresses, uh, films winning awards. It's been a record-breaking couple of decades of just these these uh, having that come more into the mainstream. Yeah. Now let's let, let's but let's uh, let's be fair. Let's be honest. There's still more white people on screen than black people on screen. Well, there's that's more just, white. There's just more white people. Period. Well, that's <laughs> I mean, true too. I, I, I mean, that's not really a great statistic because it's not. But you know, if true, you really want to break it down, it is the truth. Sure. I mean, here. We we did this on a strangers episode. It's thirty to forty million. African Americans in this country. That is not a lot in a country of over 300 million people. It's not a lot. So there there is a difference there. So uh, something like this shouldn't be a surprise when it happens. But the outrage, oh my god, and then they, they they'll get these uh experts on say, so, "Oh, they was this person was snubbed and that person was snubbed." And I mean, now Selma was still is still up for best picture. Yes, it is. Their complaint is nobody in it was nominated. Or at least no black people were nominated from it. Were any white people nominated from that? I didn't even. I don't. I haven't gone through all the lists. I don't. I don't think, think so. so. I think not that, even I think, uh, what's his face I think I that played. I think no. I would have heard about that. I think if, if if no black people were nominated at all, but the but the only person nominated out of Selma was a white person, I think yeah. I would have heard it. <laughs> it would have been yeah, on. You, the, yeah, yeah, you would have heard about it. They would have mentioned that right after they mentioned the Lego Movie. Not getting it. <laughs> Fucking Lego Movie. I no, like the Lego Movie, but come on. But but, but it, just and again just to, uh, just to try to figure out what what the expectations are from these people and I know this is the news so they're going to mention anything to, but I'm talking uh, I when I'm in a hotel room out of town I just put on the news can't watch regular television so I have that on the background I swear five six times uh, and the Lego Movie wasn't nominated that was a huge how is that it's a fucking kids film I don't care how popular it was I don't care how many people liked it it's a kids movie. Right. It was fun. I liked it, but really, we're we're surprised it wasn't nominated for the biggest award you could win for a serious work of uh, uh, cinematic achievement. Really, we're shocked. The Lego Movie didn't get it. I didn't hear mm-hmm. this bullshit like when Cars Two wasn't nominated. What the fuck? Yeah. It, it, is, it doesn't make any sense. It was like they just no, had to doesn't. throw one more thing up there. It, it it made the most money out of all the nominees or out of the. F- out of all the films, I think the Lego Movie was the biggest uh, animated film of the whole year. Great. Um, so, so people so, kind of based no, no, that's what I'm getting at. People base their opinions opinions on that. It's like, oh, well, this movie made the most money. It obviously has to be amazing, so it should be nominated for best animated picture. And it was good. Um, now, having children, I, I've seen just about every kids film that's come out this fucking year. Uh, including three of the five nominees. Um, the other two are just kind of eccentric. You, you know, you're not getting those two. The other two movies that are nominated, you're not getting those. Uh, you can get them on, I believe, Blu-ray and DVD now. But 
they they weren't part of the mainstream. You had to go to an, an indie like movie house to go see these other two. Right. Uh, but you know whatever. Like I said, people are just waiting to be offended. They're just waiting for something. The it just it's like nothing. I'm bored. Nothing's happening right now. Wait, mm. no black people were nominated. I have to type about this on my blog. I mean, or my I have to vlog it. It's whatever. So, do we want to talk a little bit about the the films that were nominated for Best Picture, and then move right on to Nightcrawler? Yes, but I want to bring a couple things up first. Since I mentioned okay. hotel room uh, being sequestered in a, in a Florida hotel room, watching the news nonstop. Two other things happened movie related, uh, watching the news. Okay. And, it's, and thank God I don't watch the news anymore because t- t- last thing I need at like ten o'clock at night is to be pissed off at the television. <laughs> um, and actually, this this I think these were both morning shows too. Uh, I'm having my free continental breakfast. Mm-hmm. Uh, one was there was a news story about this guy who who fell off his uh, boat in the middle of the ocean. Okay. And it drifted away, and he and basically, long story short, he swam 16 miles trying to swim the shore. Uh, and while he was doing it, um, at one point, like a fishing trawler passed by him and didn't see him while he was yelling for them. Now, what movie does that make you think of right off the bat? Lost at sea. Uh, ships passing you and not even seeing you. I mean, now you may have you may not have seen it, but one one of the big films that was out last year the, uh, was um, All Is Lost with Robert Redford. That was last year. I think it was last year. Last year, year yeah? before. Okay. Wait, was that the one with Shia LaBeouf? No, no, this is just no, Robert that's a, Redford. That's that's a different film altogether. <clears throat> no, I haven't seen it. I, I I haven't even heard of that film. So I'm I'm just, they're describing this. It's line for line. It's like they're describing the movie. Lost its uh, all is lost, and so what does the news anchor? What does this woman? What film does she reference? Whether after all this talking, it's like, oh yeah, cast, he's lost. Cast and away. Like, Even better, guys, swimming for his life. You know, just has to, you know at one point is you know has to decide whether to give up or not. Blah blah blah. And then she says, Oh wait a minute. Yeah. Wow. Life this reminds. This just reminds me of the film Gravity. What? I, <laughs> Almost had the answers <laughs> right there. Excuse me. Yeah. And again, <laughs> Gravity. You're, 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 and again, you're Life of Pi, uh, Castaway, All Is Lost. No, no, Gravity. There's like 20 films you could probably ramble off of people stuck at sea, or just even that has to do. Hell, Titanic would have been a better fit. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I won't lie. I Gravity. thought of you the minute she said that. The minute she said that, I was like, God damn it, Joey. <laughs> gravity <laughs> the other one was uh-huh. uh brett ratner was on one of these morning shows Ooh, no yeah apparently apparently he, he's uh he's behind this documentary that coming out about a documentary about the holocaust that was never released is this the one by hitchcock yes so it it, it's okay right so he's there promoting this film again it's a documentary about a documentary automatically i'm not interested yeah, I'd rather just watch Hitchcock, Hitchcock's and then leave it at that. And then, so it's all about how this documentary was made. And it wasn't like it was, like, destroyed or hidden by Nazis. It was given to a museum, and the museum just never released it. They put it on a shelf, and that was it was forgotten about. Right. Because uh, I've never heard anybody talk of the lost Hitchcock documentary. No one has. And so it just <laughs> came up. And they're in, and, Brat, and Bratner's uh, pushing this thing. And, uh, and automatically I'm pissed off because it's He's Brett got Ratner. nothing better to do. 
I, I mean, uh, you, you want if if he wants to release a film about uh, like tragedy and just you know human despair, he should do a documentary about all the films he's fucking directed. Or he could just make Rush Hour Four. Or the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but at one point, and why he's pushing this documentary, he's like, yeah, and I think it's important too because, uh, you know, um, I think the, like the kids today just don't understand what the Holocaust was. What? What? <laughs> if I could punch people through the television screen, that would be the first one, right? That would have been the first time in history. It was, well, I, and again, I'm just standing there yelling at my television in the hotel room in Florida by myself. Saying, ah, 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 ah. Well, what really? What the? I can't think of the. And the the, the news and the, the morning talk show jackass was like, oh yeah, it's uh, definitely, totally, really. Kids today don't know what the fucking Holocaust is. <laughs> really? You can't flip through your fucking local or not even local your cable tv channels without hitting something it's it's every single day i would guarantee you every single day there is some sort of documentary footage something there's a holocaust film in the oscars nominated for best picture in oscars every two or three years like clockwork yeah this year's is what the imitation game uh i think it's the imitation game so it's the wars. It's, it's less Holocaust and more war. But you could, right. yeah. I mean, but oh, the kids today they don't they don't know what the Holocaust really. I think they don't know. Uh, um, I don't think they don't, I don't. They probably don't know what Rush Hour is. Yeah, probably. Get a kid today. Remember Rush Hour? Remember Jackie Jackie Chan and, and that annoying black guy? What? Uh, which one? Uh, Kevin Hart? No. It's it's uh, <laughs> you know, no no one no one fucking remembers. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal is laughing at your. Uh, he thought your comments were funny. Of course he does. <laughs> yeah, the big tr- the, the you you want you want fucking human human tragedy on a vast level. Chris Tucker's fucking career. How about that? Thank you, Brett. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, and and, and th- I'm glad he got this out before he starts working on Beverly Hills Cop Four. He's working on Beverly Hills Cop Four. It's been announced, so let's uh, hope it never okay. happens. But yeah. Because because apparently Hercules and Tower Heist weren't enough to wrap up the uh, you know th- this decade. Oh, hmm. but anyway, yeah. Let's let's talk Oscars. Let's talk Oscars. Oddly enough, um, uh, there's no um, no Brett Ratner films up for Oscars. Yeah, uh, you know I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon oh, either. That was that was the other thing because we we couldn't be outraged enough because all all the nominees were white. Then somebody was like, "Hey, no women were nominated for uh, like technical roles, no women directors." It's like, oh, oh no, <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, what females directed any of these movies? I, I believe Selma was uh, directed by. Oh, a, it is. Uh, di- yes, it is directed by a woman. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, after that, I, I don't think there's another female director. Maybe I, Theory of Everything, but I, I didn't think well, so. Well, it's like there were cinematographers too. It wasn't just that. I mean, like oh, if you go with all the cat. I mean, yeah. they're just purposely. They're just they they made a list, and they stuck to it. Well, no, it's 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 all voted on. That's all it is. You know, it, it's it's. That's why diversity. there's eight nom. That's only eight Best Picture f- uh, nominees. Because they didn't have enough votes to get to the full 10, which they've never done. They can have up to 10, and they've never had it. The only time they ever got close was in 2009, the very first year they upped it to a possible 10 nominees. They had nine, and that's it. They have not had anywhere. They've, 
They haven't had and more that than year, eight. And that year, who won? Best director. Uh, it was Hurt Locker that year. Yeah. And uh, it was a woman, uh, Catherine right. Bigelow. Exactly. Um, and they, they nominated two sci-fi movies, Avatar and uh, District 9. All right, right now, if anybody who's complaining now about these fil- about films not being nominated or you know no no black actors or no female directors if anybody complaining about that shit did not raise their voice when avatar was nominated don't care yeah i agree um so yeah they've never had that many nominees they've, they haven't had nine again they've had eight and seven that's it hell i think one year they were real close to only having six because mm-hmm. they didn't have enough votes. They just had enough votes to get a seventh movie. Um, so, you know what? It, it's They should just go back to five. Because obviously people aren't well, voting enough. To, to They get, you know, seven or eight. But, you know what? Five is more than enough. Well, I'm, I'm going to say, I mean, I've been saying, I've been screaming since they first did it. That the only reason they did it was so they could squeeze in shit like Gravity or uh, Avatar or this other big blockbuster shit that didn't really deserve it, but, oh, it was popular, we had to put it in. I think that's why everybody was so shocked that Lego Movie didn't get in. Because every piece of shit fucking film that makes over, like, $200 million, they they, they put on a... They had to squeeze in recently. No, I know. Uh, So, I... I I mean, I'm looking at this list, and uh, I don't see anything that I would say, definitely, without a doubt in my mind, would not have been nominated if it was only five. I think they're all uh, good contenders. Uh, There's a couple of underdogs... But none of yeah. them is like Gravity. None of them is like Avatar. None of them is like, why the fuck is this even nominated? Right. Uh, so I, I think this is, I'm actually, even though I don't want to see all of these films, or I, you know, I'm not like driven to see all of these films, although I'm going to try to, uh, I'm impressed with this year's selection of best pictures. Yeah, no, I, I, I want to see every single one of them. And I think I said that, I think uh, I said that last year too. So let's I go through wanna, them. Yeah, let's go through them. All right, first film. Oh, oh, uh, and just, 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 just to delay you one more second. Yeah. Uh, when when they announced this, I looked at the list. Out of all these films, I've seen none. None of yeah. I, I've o- I've only seen one. It's like, what the fuck am I watching? That I, I watch all these films during the year, and then they nominate Oscars. Like, okay, nothing I saw is up here for best picture. Well, what, I'm just watching it, it, but, shit. But here, okay, in your defense, most of these have been released within the last two months. And I've been a little busy. Yeah, okay. Well, thank uh, the, you. Thank the, you. you know, the Oscars, uh, the Academy does that. Or at least mm-hmm. Hollywood does that, I should say. They kind of hold their, their cream of the crop till the last quarter of the year. Your October, sure. November, December. Um, you know, like this film Selma, for instance. That wasn't released until Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. You know, just six days shy of the new year. And because it gets in before then, which are the and rules, with, and with Oprah it can be Winfrey, nominated. And with Oprah Winfrey driving the fucking promotional train for it. Yeah, fucking god. I think that's another reason why everybody's like upset. I mean, a lot of people are upset because like she wasn't nominated. It's like, oh, how come yeah. Oprah wasn't nominated? she's got enough. She fucking billionaire. She, she just, doesn't need. Just, another she, do, she doesn't need any more. Whatever. She, she can she buy one. Yeah. <laughs> she could buy one. Uh, sure. She could have it all melted down and made into a giant one. Uh, all right. So, you first you have um, the Clint Eastwood film. American Sniper, starring Bradley Cooper as Chris Kyle, who has come into the news a little bit more since this film has been released because his book of the same name, I believe it's the same name, American yeah, Sniper. I'm close enough. Because um, last year, February of 2013, uh, or almost two years, he yes. um, he died 
not even in combat. He was taking a fellow uh, Navy SEAL to the gun range uh, because he had uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. So, so let's take let's take him to a gun range. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not funny. <laughs> so he, he took. <laughs> <laughs> not funny <laughs> continue uh-huh. so he takes him there and what does this guy end up doing he ends up shooting and killing Chris Kyle I don't know I, I haven't read if it escalated if you know words were exchanged I don't know all I know is he takes a guy with PS, PTSD to a gun range and he dies he gets shot uh-huh. and killed so since well, then they, yeah. they've been wanting to make this into a movie and there have been some things that they said that he just flat out lied about, uh, that he wasn't very um, kind of stretching the truth, which, you know what, you write a book, sometimes you do stretch the truth a little right. bit. One of the things you know is that he says that he punched Jesse Ventura in the face, and Jesse Ventura sued him and his estate even after he died, and Jesse Ventura won, because they said that what he claimed in his book and on radio shows was not concrete enough and they awarded Jesse Ventura like 1.8 million dollars for um for for him uh, defaming his name. Mm-hmm. So th- it's th- don't get me wrong. You know, he's a war hero. He they consider him one of the greatest snipers or the or the greatest sniper ever for the for the United States and I'm sure that's all true. But they said that, you know, there are some other things that he just flat out lied about that he shouldn't have. Well, since I'm only going to be going into it for a movie, I don't give a shit. Yeah, I I feel the same way. I just want to be entertained. And I like Clint Eastwood movies. Yeah, and and I don't want to get into the literary aspect that that diverts from the film stuff. But I personally, uh, you know, being a writer and, and, uh, you know, dealing with uh, literary theory and criticism and, and stuff like this and creative nonfiction and all this, I personally think that this this mock outrage from people when they say oh this autobiography and then this wasn't true or this you know this might be you know what you're not reading it for fact you're you're not reading it for fact you're reading it for entertainment right you know this isn't a historical document this is a guy telling a story and everybody reading it is reading it for the story so you know that's and and sometimes too the uh, the publishers uh coerce these people into um into uh, they'll, they'll sure. write a book. Yeah, they'll write it and like they'll they'll, they'll they'll fudge stuff and then they'll say, well, you want to call it a memoir? I says, well, it's not really a memoir because I made stuff up. Says, and they, and they push him into releasing his memoir. There was one author that spoke at my school that they, he you know he talked about uh, this book of uh, short stories he wrote. It was loosely based on his life, but it wasn't real. You know, there was stuff he made up. And 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 the publisher repeatedly is like, no, no, memoir, memoir. It's, like, it's not. <laughs> it's really not. <laughs> so, but. Uh, I I would not be I I myself don't like war films, and I don't you know I don't really care for them. The only reason I'm interested in seeing this is Bradley Cooper because I, I, I maybe I had a bit of a man crush on him I don't know but he's he's good. No, he is good. I do he's like very him. Good. Uh, we we recently went to uh, New York City for for our anniversary and we almost went to go see The Elephant Man, which he's starring in, and um, we ended up going to see Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Which was uh, Michael C. Hall's, the guy that plays Dexter, for anyone who doesn't know him by his real name. It was his second-to-last show of him in that. And we, and I believe 
Bradley Cooper's uh, The Elephant Man just got extended. So I think that played a part in our decision because we still have time to go see The Elephant Man um, with him in it because I hear he's supposed to be amazing in that. Mm-hmm. So, no, you're right. Bradley Cooper's great. So uh, I, I, I'm, I'm interested in seeing it, but just for him, really. I don't, you know. And I, I'm, I'm kind of ambivalent on a lot of, a lot of Clint Eastwood's movies, too. I mean, I, you know, Million Dollar Baby was great. You know, I loved it, but uh, some of those other ones, like, eh, not bad, just, you know, don't grab my interest. Well, you didn't like, um, uh, what was it? Shit. It was, um, oh, fuck. Uh, the one with Sean Penn and Tim Robbins. Uh, Majestic River, Maj- Majestic River. Ma- uh, yeah. Yeah, I, well, I, Majestic yeah, but River, that, yeah. But the only two, the two problems I had with it, I read the book, too. And one, I did. I thought the story was a bit far fetched. And two, every movie Clint Eastwood directed in that time period, he had like one thing he would do with the camera that pissed me off. In Million Dollar Baby, was every other shot was of his of like his knees, <laughs> while he's standing in shadows. And in uh, Majestic, was it Majestic River? Majestic River. Yeah, in that one, uh, like every twenty minutes, the camera would just panned to the sky while music swelled. So, oh, come on, <laughs> really? I don't think it was that bad. Well, it, it was just, it was me. I, I, it, you know, little things. I love the Gran Torino, Million Dollar Baby, despite the kneecap thing, was great film. Uh, you know, I'm not knocking him, but uh, but I'll watch this one. Well, I'll tell you, uh, if you want to talk about Grand Mystic River. Mystic River, there you go. Not majestic. majestic. I, it was bothering me. I, I it, it sounded like it was almost right. <laughs> and I couldn't remember it either, so that's that's on me too. Um, but yeah, Gran Turismo, Turismo, just that one part in the film. Torino, Torino. Gran Torino. Wow, we're getting all of his movies wrong. <laughs> Midnight in the Garden of uh, Good and Evil. I love yeah. that one. Uh, uh-huh. But in uh, Gran Torino, where he's like, "Yeah, I'm the guy that you don't fuck with. I'm <laughs> that. I'm that guy." <laughs> well, now to be fair, we're talking about him. I'm as paraphrasing, a now. obviously. No, no, no. But yeah. I was saying, we're talking about him as a director now, so I'm trying to avoid talking about it. Well, his, he directed his... that too, but he directed himself yeah. in it, and I think that was his last... I think he said that was going to be his last role. I th- yeah, good, good I, luck I, with that. I don't think he's done anything since. Since what, Gran Torino? Well, no, he's directed, but he hasn't acted. Um, he did. Uh, what did he do after that, J. Edgar with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, which I still haven't seen. I don't think that was... Uh, he was in Trouble with the Curve. I've never heard of. I don't oh, know what that is. Oh, yeah. That was with Amy Adams. Okay. Oh, that's that baseball thing. Yeah. 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 So he did lie. Yeah, of course. <laughs> he he said Gran Torino was going to be his last acting role, and he lied. Whatever. Music industry, film... Whenever they say, I'm never going to do film... Kevin Smith... Whenever you announce it, it's your fucking line. Because <laughs> the only reason you, it's, it's like an attention grab. So, oh, you know, I am not going to do it again. And you know, and well, for what, Clint, he's, I mean, he's eighty-something years old. He probably really did mean it at the time. But uh, I, I believe the guy that directed Trouble with the Curve was one of his uh, DPs. Um, I, and I he's did. like really good friends with him, and he and I think he wanted to help him out, do him a favor by starring in his movie. I, I think when you hit a certain age, you say that just so in case you die, it's not like, oh, he had unfinished work to do, and then maybe they'll get you a Lifetime Achievement Award before you die. So, like, you just push that they, out. They already gave that to, to Clint Eastwood, I believe. What year? 
Um, I want to say they don't, they they did it like two years ago. So there you go. It worked. Yeah, I want to say you, they did it two years ago. You know, you know, Peter O'Toole. There was a classy act, the Lifetime Achievement Award. I'm not done working yet. <laughs> but Peter, you I, could I drop love that. that in I second. love that. And, and he like, was nominated for Best Actor I, a bunch of times, right around when they were giving it to him too. Yeah, like there was like a, afterwards he was nominated that that year after. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see. Clint Eastwood but, Lifetime Achievement. But anyway, uh, American Sniper. Yeah. Okay. That that looks like a decent one. Uh, yep. Uh, moving on is uh, Birdman. Michael Keaton. Which I think that's an underdog. I, 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 I'm like I'm tempted to say that it wouldn't have gotten nominated in a five Oscar year, but I've heard, I, I haven't seen it yet. But I'm dying to see it. I've, I've actually heard, heard the of opposite of that. I've actually what? heard that Birdman in a it just is a was a shoe in to be nominated no matter what. I've read well, that it, everywhere. It is now because you can put up the ten Oscars. No, they were. You no, know, what the, what I, I'm saying. Well, actually, I what I read, what I've been reading a lot is that between Best Picture, like actually winning, yeah, I keep reading that it's between Birdman and Boyhood. I think I I I, I think that's I I I I hope it. I I honestly hope Birdman wins. I don't think it's going to, but I hope it does. This could now, be my only, Wes Anderson's my only, year. My only problem with uh, Birdman winning. Yeah. Is that is that uh, it's Michael it Keaton? is a kind of like uh, oh na- navel gazing Hollywood film. Yeah, yeah. So I have a problem. I have a problem with films winning Oscars about films or actors. So that's just that's just a I don't know a kind of a moral thing. But uh, I, I can't wait to watch it and, and talk about it because it no, looks me, great. Me but too. I, but I, I I kind of think of it as an underdog just because it is an awkward, is unusual film. And you don't you, you don't often get unusual films as Oscar nominees. True, that's very true. Uh, moving on is Boyhood. Twelve years in the making. Oh fuck oh. this film! I know. Fuck seriously, this film so much. I made a I, bet w- with my wife uh, when uh, during the Golden Globes because I hadn't heard anything about it. Movies been made for twelve fucking years, never heard one thing about it. Me neither. Um, and I heard. Uh, that it was made over 12 weeks, over 12 years. So it's like, okay, so what you're telling me is they filmed for one week every fucking year. Right. Big fucking deal. As long as no one died in the 12 years, you got a movie. Uh, I... So what? I, I, I'm always, I always fight against people that complain about films as being gimmick films. Uh, Memento had a lot of people cr- uh, crapping on it just because, oh, it's just a gimmick. Said, no, watch the fucking movie. It's so yeah. much more. Exactly. You know, it's a, it's a device. So I hesitate to make fun of the film Boyhood because of what appears to me to be a gimmick. Uh, th- to me, I'll this give is you a, that. This this is but but to me, this is the cinematic equivalent of the jackass that takes a picture of his pregnant wife every day for nine months and then puts it on YouTube in like a in a <laughs> flipbook pattern. Yeah, no, I or, or, no. <laughs> oh, or I'm gonna take a picture of myself every day and not shave for a month, and then they put it up there and it's like, oh wow, look, it's time. It's like, it, it, the, every time someone does something like this, uh, where they you know where you have a progression of time in in the same period, everybody acts like documentation of p- passage of time is something new. Yeah, uh, it's, 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 it's no matter how if the movie's good or if it's okay, I get the feeling that it's probably going to be an okay film. It just seems like they're rewarding 
uh, Richard Linklater for being persistent. It's like, well, you, you know, made this movie for 12 years. You should get some recognition for it. You know, I watched the trailer. All I see is watch a boy grow up. Nothing, <laughs> nothing else in the film. And, and like they show like interaction with the parents and stuff. And like, okay, I don't see any real storyline going on here. I'm sure they'll have like things pop up here and there. Like there'll be a progression of a story. I'm sure there's something in there. But there's nothing in the trailer telling me that I'm not. I'm seeing this for anything other than look. First he's ten. Now he's seventeen. Ha ha. Now think of it this way. Here, I'll break this down for you. Think of it this way. Let's say they... It's the same exact movie. The only difference is it's made over four months. Same actors, even the little kid. The only difference is you get someone to play him when he was like, say, 10, 15, 20. Does this film yeah. still get nominated? I say no. Uh, well, I haven't even seen it, but I'm guessing no. That's my that's my gut feeling going seeing this because I haven't heard anything else about the story about all I've heard about is oh it's a great progression of adolescence and this yeah I've, I've watched the kid next my my neighbor's son has spent the last ten years you know, metamorphosizing in, in front of me I've seen him like a week every year I don't want to fucking do it you know again I'm done thank you right. wow it's it's and then, it's like, oh, hairstyles are changing, and look, look, now he's got, you know, now the father has like a beard. So what the, what the really? Is this what you know? What the fuck? Now, now, <laughs> and I, it's I'm only twelve be, years. It's not that long. It's not yeah, that right? long a time. Well, it's, it's she, for a for a boy. And what the the name boyhood? Fuck you. It's called time lapse. <laughs> time uh, lapse. If, if if I'm watching a film and the big deal is that the kid's actually growing. You know, aging throughout the film, there better be time travel involved in that story. That's it. <laughs> it's like uh, it's like the boring version of Benjamin Buttons. Right. But I, you know what? It, it would be funny if I watch it. I was like, oh wow, that was brilliant. I shouldn't have said a thing. But you know, we'll we'll see. Um. Oh, speaking of which, you know what movie I am surprised didn't get nominated for Best Picture? Speaking of, you just mentioned Lego, Benjamin Button, the Lego Movie. It made me think of David Fincher. Is is actually Gone Girl. I'm actually surprised yeah. that that didn't get. They always seem to try and get a Fincher film in the Best Picture category. I'm not saying it's good enough to win. I'm just surprised that it it didn't actually make it. I I, I have. I mean, been, think of it. Uh, There's two more slots that they could have. Not enough votes to put it in there. Yeah, I, I yeah, I I don't. I don't. I'm. I'm not a huge. Fincher's been like hit or miss with me, for a while. I think he's more hit than miss. Um, with you, yeah, you've mentioned that. I can't think of the last film that I saw by him that I said that I was. Eh, I really didn't like that. This Honestly, wasn't done that well. Yeah. It's for for me. It's been downhill since Fight Club. No way. Well, he, he's I, he's a solid director. Yeah, but I mean, but. But I'm not saying they're bad films. I'm just saying I haven't seen anything that really impressed me since then. Panic Room. Well, eh. I would the say. Pa I would Panic say. I would say. Yoko. Yeah. I would. Yeah. That's great. I would say Panic Room. Out of all of his films, probably one of his weakest, and that that well, even includes the, that even includes the game. I liked Zodiac well, more than than you did. That's well, for I sure. Mean, I, there's nothing I love better than watching a three-hour, uh, like, 70s uh, mixtape. That's really, <laughs> you know, and, you know, if, if you talk, if I, I grew up 
like re- you know reading about and 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 uh, you know fan- you know loving the whole concept of the Zodiac Killer. When you make a film about that, and I'm bored, you, you <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> you really did. Sorry about that. Uh, uh, curious okay. case of Benjamin Button. I don't know. It, it, epic itis for me. It was uh, good. Social network. I, I like. I, I, I like I, social network. I refuse to watch a film about Facebook. <laughs> I don't. I don't care. I don't care how treacherous he was. And then Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I still haven't it was seen a, it. You know what? It was. It was good, but it's a remake of a foreign film, which means you're not even trying. All you're doing is taking somebody else's work and putting a new frame around it. Although I, I do prefer the American ending. There's a, there's a slight difference between the American ending and the and the, the uh, original ending. Okay. That I prefer. So I'm not saying I don't like the film, but I don't know if you can really call that a, a great, you know, a great film because you're just copying somebody else's shit. Uh, and then uh, that's it, right? Gone Girl. Then so I haven't seen Gone Girl, so yeah. maybe it'll bring me back. But. All right, moving on is uh, the Grand right. Budapest Hotel, Budapest uh, Hotel, uh, directed by Wes Anderson, Weston Anderson. Um, yeah. I liked it. I liked it a lot, actually. Um, and thing. when we actually, because we're going to try and, you know, review these as we get closer to the Oscars, we're going to watch Best Pictures and then talk about them. But I will mention something now that I mentioned to you earlier today. Uh-huh. The film has, the film is primarily a, a flashback. One of the main characters is being interviewed or interrogated, so to say. And he's talking about what happened in the past. And... Everything that's modern day, present day, I should say, it's all—it's a full frame, at, you know, two thirty-five aspect ratio, and it's your standard, you know, widescreen shot. Anything that's happening in the past is a four-three, a full frame, full screen aspect ratio, and what I read, because I didn't know if it was done on purpose when I was watching it, but it is. Yeah. Um, I didn't know if HBO was just showing it that way because HBO was showing it that way. I, I don't know if they had some weird copy. Uh-huh. It's supposed to resemble pre-war footage. And you know what? Pre-war, pre-war footage n- would never, ever look anywhere near as good as what he's attempting to gimmickly do. So just keep the whole thing in a fucking widescreen frame, okay? Just please. Right. It's yeah, annoying yeah. as fuck. It really is. I don't have a CRT television anymore. I don't want to see fucking black bars on the side of my movies anymore. I don't. We can talk about that more when we actually talk about the film. Because aside from that, I enjoyed the fucking film immensely. I, um... Wes Anderson, I... I, I uh... I haven't seen. There's. I'm still missed short on a couple of some of his films. I haven't seen all of his films. I, yeah. I skipped a couple. I'm like two films behind on him. Yeah, um, I, I've always seen Wes Anderson as kind of like uh, Tim Burton, but with talent. Yeah. So like he's got that kind of quirky artistic merit, but but he actually you know it does more than just put stripes on things. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's funny because I always shit talk uh, Tim Burton, but if I go down the list of his films, I loved half of them. But it's the other half that pissed me off. Uh, so and Tim like, Burton I mean, is is a real hit or miss. Sometimes it's miss 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 hit kind of guy. Yeah, you know I I, I think. I think my problem with Wes Anderson has always just been, uh, and it's unfair to him, that I started with Rushmore, right? And I every everything else I've seen of his, uh, to one degree or another, with uh, with maybe the exception of Fantastic Mr. Fox, never lived up to that experience I had when I saw Rushmore. 
So that's not really his fault. Uh, but I'm, I, I yeah, you're setting the bar high, just best. like you are with Fincher with Fight Club. I mean, you're not going to get a bar higher than Fight Club with Fincher. You just no, no. Fincher's you're not going to get a bar. You're not going to get a bar higher than Fight Club on a thing. lot of films. I, I'm just to be just to be clear now. I'm not comparing all of Fincher's post Fight Club films to Fight Club. No, I'm I understand comparing, that. I'm comparing his post Fight Club films to good movies, and some of them still fall short for me. Uh, I, I know where you're going. I'm yeah, just saying, just, Fight just, Club is yeah. so fucking good that it's hard to top that. It is, yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, it's. I mean, you, it's it's better than the book. It's like Tarantino with Pulp Fiction, and then coming out of left field and getting Inglorious Bastards, where it's it's like this is every bit as good as Pulp Fiction, maybe better, depending but, on my but, mood. But you you had the gap between those two. Sure. Oh yeah. So yeah, I mean, there's there's. Peaks and valleys. I'm just whatever. talking about bars being set high. Sure. I'm talking about directors hitting their peak or possibly directing their best film they've ever done. That's all I I'm will talking s- about. I will say that I don't think I could handle a uh, Wes Anderson marathon. I don't think I could watch five films <laughs> Fuck in a row. That. <laughs> no, I, I I think I would no. No, there's no fucking way. Uh uh-uh. uh. I'd be done at the Royal Tenenbaums. Just <laughs> that would be it. There's no way. I think I think Darjeeling Limited would probably be my limit. I wish he did a few more animated films, though, because well, Fantastic I, Mr. Fox was so good. Yeah, but what else would he do? I, I think I think I don't think he should go. If he does, he couldn't do that because then it would be compared to that. Yeah. I think that's the thing where you, he pulled it off brilliantly. Walk away. That's a mic drop. You know, that's just I. You know, so you didn't didn't see that coming, did you, bitches? And. and, and, and <laughs> And it was perfect because all of his films like really have that kind of cartoonish quality to them with the, the you know the the side cuts and the the weird montages. And Grand always... Budapest Hotel is no different. Oh no, definitely. Yeah. So I mean, he didn't. It's like he he didn't have to do that. It was but it was almost like he had to just because uh, everything you know had that flavor to it. You had to get that out of the way. Mm-hmm. And and uh, such a dark fucking kids film too. Yeah, <laughs> my kids love it. They they ask me to put it on all the time. They love the part where the, where the rat dies and they, they cast them off in the sewer. <laughs> There's oddly enough, they don't they don't talk about that part. <laughs> no, they they just bury that deep inside. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Uh, moving on is the Imitation Game, uh, uh, star starring uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. I, I, um, I like Cumberbun. Uh, I, I I'm, but it's a war film. Cumberbatch is. It's a war film, and he's he's a uh, he's a um, he's a Nazi scientist, right? Or he's a scientist for the Nazis? Is I don't really know the. Plot oh, he's a code cracker. He's a he's no, a code no, he's cracker. A, he's, Fine. Yeah, and he's gay. Right. Uh, and, and it's about how he was being persecuted for being gay at the same time, and how it was kind of like hindering his uh, work. Uh, I I'll, all only know is what I saw in the trailer. Honestly, I, I don't know the actual history behind it. Um, right. uh, if it wasn't for the Oscars, I probably wouldn't watch it. But I'm sure it's good. Yeah, uh, Benedict does some good films. So uh, next up is Selma. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Suddenly we get all quiet with the black movie. What's up? Um, you know what? It, it, it's it's what? It's fine. <laughs> uh, this is it, definitely it, a film I would never watch unless it was nominated, and not because I don't like films about 
black history or anything. No, it's it's just racist. (laughs) I I just this isn't. Listen, I wouldn't watch Malcolm X if it wasn't nominated. I I I wouldn't watch Twelve Years a Slave if it wasn't nominated. I wouldn't watch this if it wasn't nominated. I couldn't get through Twelve Years a Slave. I'm sorry. Like after the first ten, you know, and this like ten, ten, fifteen minutes into that, I'm like, all right, I've already seen this guy suffer enough. I don't need to watch this. Exactly. I know how it ends. It's like you know how it ends, going into it. Yeah. So all you're watching it for is to watch this guy tormented, and oh, and you know the perseverance of life. It's watching this guy get tortured for two hours. Talk about you know you, people bitch about Saw, and then you put this shit out there. Said so where where why is this better? I can't. I couldn't <laughs> deal with it. Fuck that. Uh, I'm with you. It's, you know, I, I don't I don't like Holocaust films unless they're funny. Uh, I don't like. Uh, I, I like, really don't beautiful. watch. Life is beautiful. Yeah, uh, that, that's fucking the funniest Holocaust film ever. And, and and I know that sounds bad <laughs> out there does. in Radio that's Land. Why, that's why, but I, that's it's, why I love saying but, it. But Roberto Benigni somehow pulls it off. Only Roberto Benigni. I, I mean, only Roberto Benigni can make a film in which he he makes fun of people being gassed to death in the showers. Right. And the Jewish community embraces the film. Only him. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And story. Yeah. But I'm not a big history buff, so I don't like historical movies. Uh, uh, not unless Nicolas Cage is, you know, chasing down artifacts. It's just it's not for me. So I, I mean, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's well done. Everybody loved the film. Everybody's praising the film. It's, so I'm sure it's a good movie, and I'll watch it for the Oscars. But uh, you know, it's it's yeah. And and you know what? I know how this one ends too. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yes, you do. All right, moving on is the theory of everything, which is, uh, it's the story of Stephen Hawking when he was a young man, I guess he was courting his, his, uh, girlfriend, soon to be wife and how he gets afflicted with, uh, this, the uh, terrible disease. Uh, what does he have? I don't even remember what he has. Is it MS? Hawking disease. Okay, sure. Let's <laughs> just made that up on the spot. Um, yes. I mean, and they even have uh, his uh, robot voice, which, from what I understand, is completely patented. They had to have his permission to put it in this movie. <laughs> That's cool. And, and, and nobody else can have the same robot voice. So, well, I mean, it, you know, it's it's technically it's his voice. It's really it's 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 his voice now. I mean, he can't talk. That's why he has it. So, well, yeah. it kind of makes sense. They'd be like, they'd be like if they lifted my voice and put it in films. Hey, wait, what the fuck? You know, <laughs> you know, it's really. So yeah, it makes sense. You, and you don't fuck with somebody that smart because he'll figure out how to get back at you. The, yeah, and they're calling that the actor that plays him. They're already calling that he's probably going to win Best Actor. Hollywood mm. loves, loves to give Best Actor, Best Supporting Actor, Best whatever. They love to give actor acting uh, Oscars to people that are all fucked up and twisted, like all oh. twisted up and just like like my left foot and this guy say, yeah. and it's just they love. They just beautiful love mind. that. Uh, beautiful you know, mind. Um, mentally twisted. Yeah. Now it's like Sean Penn in the, in that film. It's like you never go full retard. You know, you just you that, don't win Oscars for tropic, full retard. Tropic, tropic Thunder. Um, <laughs> I the, my the two things two reasons I don't want to watch the film is one, it's a love story and it's a love story. But again, I know how this one ends. Uh, and two, there's a the film has him being afflicted 
and going through the you know the the, the you know slowly losing control of his, his body and everything and right. and I I don't know about you, but I always I feel very awkward. It's like if if, if you ever been like like in a, on a bus and you're watching somebody that can't walk right, like they have two crutches or something, and they're trying to get up the stairs and they're failing, and yeah. like you just it, it's like it's an awkward thing because you, you know you know you're not supposed to help them. Uh, an empowerment thing, and you don't want to stare, but it's it's an awkward situation. It's it's no fun watching somebody else struggle or right. go through an agonizing moment. That's this for two hours, possibly longer. Uh, well, I'm 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 I would like to assume maybe an uh, only maybe two acts of the film involves that. I I'm can't betting see he, he the I'm betting he's twisted up within the first forty five minutes. Well, well, that's that would be the first act. Yeah, close. I so, think yeah, isn't it a two-hour movie or two and a half-hour movie? I mean. Well, yeah, but they, they, it's not equal segments. Anyway, yeah, anyway. You're, you're right. You're right. The majority of the film is going to be him in some degree of, uh, you know, physical Pain. ailment. Yeah. Yeah, uh, deformity, what have you. Sure. Uh, and I just don't feel like watching that. I remember I watched some of my left foot too, and I was like the same thing. It's like uh, I really don't want to watch this guy struggle this much. Yeah, yeah, it's a great story of overcoming this and that and everything. It's just uncomfortable. Very much so. Very much so. All right, um, and the the last film nominated is Whiplash, um, huh. which I want to see. I actually want to see it very much because I, I want to see J uh, J K Simmons, uh, who is he's the band leader, or the mm-hmm. conductor of the band. He's he looks like a royal fucking prick, and it just he just looks like he's going. He, they say they already say he's he won. He he's he is winning. They've already said it, uh, and I wouldn't be—I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, he's amazing. He, he's an excellent actor. I, I'm dying to see him in this. Uh, the, he's the only reason I want to see it, really. Uh, Jason Bloom, okay, uh, but I, I want to see him fuck with you know. I want to see him destroy Jason Bloom mentally. <laughs> That's what I want to watch. <laughs> it's like the best of both worlds. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I could give a shit about. Uh, you know, jazz drummers or anything, but, uh, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want to see him just like destroy. Now, oddly enough, I'm saying that, but that's because it's Jason Bloom. You know, Twelve Years a Slave—that's one thing. <laughs> this one, I, this I want to see. All right, this is out of all the awkward pain and stuff. That this is one I'll enjoy. Now, that's I that's agree. best picture. That's the eight, this, and that's I think it's the, way too premature for us to make eight. making bets. No, not yet. Yeah. Um, no, I, I just want to mention a. Here's a, here, no, here's the thing. I mean, I'll watch. I'm gonna watch all eight. I already, I've already seen one of them. I've seen Grand Budapest Hotel already. Um, I'm gonna. What I usually do when I when we fill out the ballots, I always, I always go with my gut of what they're gonna pick. But right. I always, we always talk about it when we do the show too, of what yeah. should win, and I just I haven't made that decision yet. Well, I, I, I really think films, they're going to go with so, Boyhood of Birdman. Well, I having not seen any of them, I'm not even going to make the guess. I'm uh, guessing again, like, Birdman like or like Boyhood, said, really. Like I said, I think except with the, with with the possible exception of Boyhood, I think they're all strong nominees this year, from what I've heard and what I've seen, and you know. No, definitely. Uh, now I don't want to go through all the other categories, but I want to mention a couple of, of different films being brought up. All right. Um, I hadn't heard of this film till you brought it to my attention, but Steve Carell and Foxcatcher for Best Actor. I've seen Foxcatcher. When we uh, uh, when you see it, we're going to talk more about it. But good. I, I can tell you, my initial impression of of the film was that, eh, 
that that's really all I can sum it up as. Um, Your first impression, or after having seen it? After seeing it. Okay. But my first impression was, I I like I really want to see this movie, um, and I've read a lot about what happened uh, that that the film takes place in, and I was just expecting a lot more. All right. I, just, I really uh, was. So- I I don't think there is enough content of what really happened to make a two-hour movie with. I really don't. Well, since I'm going in with the impression of, eh, I, I'm, I'm, now I'm even less interested. Thank you for ruining that for me. Don't worry. Uh, and even and, and this is going to ruin it for you more. I don't think uh, Steve Carell is that good. Really? Aww. I mean, he's just a weird, creepy guy. And you know what? I've seen it done 50 other times by 50 other people. I know what you mean. Yeah. You know? Don't get me wrong. Uh, he's good, but... He's got a prosthetic nose, and that's yeah, eh. yeah, yeah. Don't want to dig. Yeah, don't want to dig through any of the other categories too much. But I, I do want to briefly mention the best screenplay se- sections, just because those are my favorite ones always. Yep. Uh, and uh, I just wanted the uh, and also the movie reviewing tonight. Uh, Night Nightcrawler is one of the nominees for best uh, screenplay. Uh, adapted screenplay, the, the ones that are up that aren't up for Best Picture are... is Actually, the only one that's up that's not up for Best Picture is Inherent Vice. Which I want to see badly. Uh, and, but you know what? My promise, I want to read the book first. It's, it's, a, it's a Pynchon novel that was turned into a film. Okay. And uh, so I, I, I want to read that before I watch it, so I have a lot of work to do in the next month. Wow. And the only film that's up for original screenplay that's not an Oscar nominee is Nightcrawler. Yeah. <laughs> So that's interesting. Which is written and directed by Dan Gilroy. Right. So um, I don't think um, it'll now, win, even though looking at the, the whole list, I think it probably should win. I haven't, I've seen Nightcrawler. I've seen Grand Budapest Hotel. I've seen Foxcatcher. Uh, I haven't seen Boyhood or Birdman yet. Realistically, it's going to go to Boyhood or Birdman, um, but it probably should go to Nightcrawler. Now... Uh, here's what I want to do with you because uh, something just came up and I have to leave my desk for exactly a couple minutes. Okay. Uh, and I don't want us to stop the show. So what I want to do is if you can start the trailer now and then after that's done, just go right into talking about like what the film's about and I will jump in as soon as possible. I'll be, well, I'll, I'll be, I'll step we already, we already played the trailer at the beginning. So oh, what I can well, do fine. is I can just put the, the volume on for the interview that Jake Gyllenhaal is in for right no, no, now. No, no, just, just start talking about the film for a couple minutes. That's all then. That's all, all I was saying is you take over. So just just talk about the you know the, the plot synopsis <coughs> and everything. I'll, I'll be back in like a minute. Okay, okay go for it. All right, uh, right back. Okay. All right, so what we have here, we have, um, we have uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. He uh, plays Lou, Lou Bloom, and he... He's kind of a night owl, and he's a thief. So to 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 kind of scrummage for money, uh, the film opens up with him cutting up a uh, uh, a fence so that he could sell it for scrap metal, and he's picking up manhole covers and he's doing the fence and just copper wiring, just anything he can get his hands on so he can sell it and make money and. He just he can't find a job otherwise. He has no real people skills. He he doesn't have. Um, he's smart, but as far as an education go goes, you get the impression that he never made it past high school. So what happens is he decides 
uh, after seeing a, a car accident, pulling over this uh, Bill Paxton character, he gets out, starts filming it, talks to him. He says he's going to sell it to the uh, the evening news, possibly uh, be a lead in the morning news. If it leads, if it bleeds, it leads. Um, so he starts thinking, "Hey, I can do this. I'm up at all hours of the evening anyway, so I can I can totally do this." And what he delves into is you really start to see just how creepy and uh, just how manipulative, uh, manipulative, yeah, if I can say that word, manipulative, forget it, I won't say, uh, (laughs) manipulative, wow, all right, I'm going to stop right there, Uh, how he can manipulate people, there you go. If you, if you can't sound smart saying it, say it a different way. Uh, and he just he just goes into that that really dark, seedy world, and he brings on, uh, 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 I don't want to call him stupid, but he's naive. Uh, he brings on a kid to help him with GPS so that he can concentrate on just getting to the job or the, um, to the crime scene or whatever it is so that he can focus on that. And it kind of pushes them into this... Uh, this really dark, you know, dark, dark world, and his character, his, his doesn't really arc that much, you know. He he starts off as a creepy person, and by the end of the film, he doesn't really seem any different. The only thing he really seems to be, in my eyes, is just a smarter player in this game of trying to capture this footage. Um, so. You know, and Gyllenhaal, he's great in this movie. I mean, he's... I don't want to say I'm not surprised he didn't get nominated for Best Actor. He probably should have been. But there's just so many strong roles this year in uh, the you know male lead that it probably wasn't in the cards. Last year, probably would have got it, uh, got nominated. Or next year, you never know. Um, but... It's a it's a little film. Uh, the budget what eight and a half million dollars made thirty eight million at the box office here in the states. It it really goes to show that there's still there's still a possibility of them pushing out great films, uh, even you know even nowadays because they push out a lot of shit. They really do. Hey, welcome back. You there? Hello. I tried to say the Sorry word manipulative, but I still can't say it. <laughs> manipulative. 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 I just yes. couldn't get it out. I was tripping over my own fucking tongue. <laughs> manipulative. Thank you. Yes. Uh, anyway, so I just went on about the the plot of the film and Jake Gyllenhaal's character and um, just a couple of things. So. Yeah. yeah. Now, the, I... I was I'm a huge uh, Jill, Gyllenhaal? Gyllenhaal? I think it's Jill. I think it's Gyllenhaal. Uh, I'm I'm a big fan of Jake's, and uh, ever since. But my, here's my problem: anytime I ever see him in a film, as good as he is, I still can't help but bringing up in the back of my mind scenes from Bubble Boy. <laughs> fucking Bubble Boy. Because I've, I've how far can I get with this? Of- uh, please stand uh, two feet back. That far. 
I still love that film, and it, it, it's uh, and and it's not not a knock against him at all. I mean, you know, he, he started where where young, you know, guys with great comic timing start. You do stuff like that, uh, but every, I mean, and even though Donnie Darko was before Bubble Boy, I saw Bubble Boy first, then I saw Donnie Darko. So Donnie Darko is not my go-to Gyllenhaal film. Gyllenhaal film. Actually, uh, I'm the other way around. I did see um, I did see Donnie Darko first. Yeah, uh, but he's had some great stuff in the past ten years. I mean, he's been he's done a lot of excellent shit. Enemy. Uh, yeah, he's one of the most the, stable, you know, uh, most productive, stable actors. Just, just everything he's done. He 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 looks like he really cares about what he's acting in. You know, he picks his screenplays wisely, um, mm-hmm. and. It just it just seems like he really cares about the films that he's going to make. Yeah, and this is and no different. No, this is this, no, is, no this is this is really no different. This is probably the best film he's probably been in in, in probably the last five years. This film blew me away. Uh, I'm not going now. It, it's not like it did. It, it didn't do anything that I haven't seen before. Technically, sure. Noth- I mean, nothing new. Now, the, uh, oddly enough, a lot of people hate this film. That, like a I, lot. I, I find that amazing. Isn't it? There's been a lot of negative uh, reviews about it, and uh, a lot of the reviews. And this, you know, I had the same problem with. Uh, and I know I'm not helping my case anymore when I mention this film, but I had the same problem with the Lone Ranger. Is that <laughs> reviews yeah, that was, shit on the film? It was panned, but you can, you, you yeah, but you can shit on a film, but don't make shit up. If you have to make shit up the pan, shit on a film, then you're not being honest. Right. And one thing a lot of people are harping on is the screenplay itself, and supposedly the fact that uh, the, the Lewis Bloom character doesn't have a character arc. You know what's funny? Now, I just mentioned what? that when you were away. Oh, did you? I just I just mentioned how um, there really is no arc for his character, and I like that because the only the, the what, what I basically said was from beginning to end, there's no character arc for for him. Uh, I said the only thing that is different is he, in my opinion, becomes a smarter player in the game of the capturing this footage and and being able to get this footage uh, running around the city. Well, so let, uh, let me let me focus on the character arc thing briefly. OK, because the, the big fallacy is uh, and now one review specifically that I'm going to I forget who did it, but they said that. After ten minutes, you know everything you, there is to know about the character. That's a complete fucking lie. No, it is. There is a there is a slow rate of reveal in the film where you're like, like you you know he's the guy's fucked in the head, but you don't know how much until different scenes happen. Now, once you get to the third act, when it's, you're like you know you you know what's going down. All right. Oh if, yeah. If you're paying attention, you're not surprised. But a fil- the the fallacy is that. In a film, you have to have a character arc. That's not true. The film has to have an arc of some kind. Something has to be happening. There has to be an arc. Now, the character arc can also be with the audience. The audience can be the pe- ones changing through the film, sure. through their reactions to the character, what's revealed, and everything. It, you know, it, it ruins. It's like uh, Jurassic Park is a shitty film, and one of the reasons for that is because it has a blatantly uh, blatant character arc. Sam Neill's character is like, I don't like kids. 
then, hey, here's two kids to watch. At the end of the film, you know what? I like these kids. That is a shitty, weak, <laughs> amateur character arc shoved into a weak, shitty film specifically to have a character arc. You don't need to have a character arc. Now, there is a character, but there is a character arc, so to speak, because we meet him as a thief uh, on the skids, no money, and we see him insert himself into this industry and become great at it. Yeah. And the the character arc is isn't so much as he doesn't change as far as who he is, but which but the audience's perception of him changes as we see exactly what he's capable of and why he's so good at doing this. Definitely. And no, the, you're right. And there are, there are little things about his character that are revealed through the cinema. Uh, this is the kind of shit that someone would have to explain in a real film. In a real film, someone would have to like sit down with a file and go, well, we have his record here, and uh, we have here's a psychiatric thing, and blah, blah, blah. And you would have to have people explain. There would have to, there would have to be spoon-feeding of information. To, Why does he do this? Why does he act like this? How does he know this? In, but instead, this film just shows you and in very subtle and in very natural ways. Very calculated. Slowly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know at the beginning he's a bad guy. Yeah, he's uh, cutting up it, fences and stealing fucking copper wiring to sell it. <laughs> and well, he takes down a security guard when he realizes he's not a real threat. He's not a real cop. He's just like some, you know, like drive around uh, security guard. He goes, oh, yeah, that's, now, a, I'm gonna, that's a weird suit. And then he just fucking knocks him the, the fuck out. Now, I, I kind of want to say spoiler, spoiler alert. But then again, the trailer gives away much more than we're going to give away. But I am going to talk about a couple of specific scenes that aren't major scenes, but I am going to talk about scenes of the film. So you, you don't want to listen if you want it to be a complete surprise for you, and if you missed the trailer in the beginning. Uh, but, I mean, the one thing I love is, like, slowly you realize this guy isn't just, like, manic or manipulative. He's, uh, he's got a uh, photographic memory. Yep. Now, how do they do that? Do they have him rattle off names at random? No. But the way he talks... Like, you can tell he's reciting shit he read. It's it's all found knowledge. He's, you know, he's teaching himself a lot of stuff. Like, his his dialogue is, uh, most of his dialogue is him reciting things he's read, like textbook. Like, you know, this is how this, 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 and this goes. And the glimpses into his real personality is when he stops quoting things and just kind of says what he thinks. Mm-hmm. And, and, and also, like, you, there's, there are scenes where, like, when he's quoting all this stuff, it's rapid fire. He's speaking very fast, very curtly. The scenes where his personality comes through is when he slows down his talking. Because now he's actually choosing the words he's going to say because now he's trying to communicate with humans his own thoughts. And that's difficult because <laughs> you don't think like it's there's like two scenes specifically where he slows down his talking. And the slower he gets, the, you, like you just realize He's he's choosing the words now because he needs to control what comes out. It's fucking brilliant. Yeah. I mean, what, do you have any favorite parts of the film that you had? I mean, obviously, there's like a lot of great there, there's parts a, in it. There, there is a lot uh, to the film. Um, favorite parts. Um, you know what? I really enjoyed the dinner he had with uh, Rene Russo's character. That's, I know, I really did enjoy that. Just it's like, and you know, what was her name? Was her name Barbara? No, it wasn't oh, Barbara. I, 
I, I glanced away from my screen. And, and it, it was one of it was just like you were saying, where like he's just rapid fire talking about you know numbers and rating shares and all that, and you you need a five share next week, and you you know I can give that to you, and you go and the things that we uh, you know and and the things that I say we should do in our bed. <laughs> oh no 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 that's not that scene. It's another scene. But he he basically sure, yeah. he courts her in his own weird creepy way, you know. Well, he doesn't court her. He he blackmails her in the sex. Per, yeah. yeah. But he starts off courting her. Yeah. And and see that that the, I would say his the, the 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 focus of his character when you're watching it is there's two modes uh, or or there's one constant mode. He him calculating, planning, pulling off, uh, learning. Like he's constantly in the state of like. Uh, uh, there's a lot of ref- apparently the, they almost called the film or they had al- almost had an alternate title called the Coyote because that's kind of what uh, Gyllenhaal uh, patterned him after. He like he lost a lot a lot of weight and gave him that kind of lean like hungry feel. Like this guy's right. somebody that's always hungry. It's like a, like a coyote stalking prey throughout the entire film. He's stalking prey he's, like this this job everything. It's like him stalking and him planning. But what makes the film is there are what I would call uh, little moments of revelation where he reveals something major through interactions. I mean, the first one is at the very beginning when the when he, he takes out the security guard. Right. Because the way he's acting is, oh, blah, blah, blah. and not only, but it, the, the big revelation isn't that. It's like after that scene, he's wearing the guard's watch. Yeah. It's immediately afterwards. Yeah, he's he's fiddling second, with it on, on his hand uh, as he's driving his car away yeah, from the, the, the scene of the crime. <laughs> and then that... Co- and they, they kind of sh- they show that watch later near the end of the film, uh, at the very end of the film actually, just as kind of like a like he 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 still has it. Yeah. And it, it doesn't. It, I mean, there's not a lot of significance to it, but it just kind of shows that that this is what he does. You know, he's he's feeding off of other people. Uh, the second revelation is when he has that dinner. He's cut with the whole awkward courting thing, and then it just and it just turns into. Yeah, you're gonna sleep with me because I'm gonna save your job. Uh, I'll go elsewhere. You know, it's just like right. I'm you you haven't held justice. a job in this business for more than two years. I'm and well, I'm the guy that lets you keep it more than that. And right. if you I don't, mean, I'll go somewhere else because they're gonna pay me more money anyway. Yeah, and then the third revelation is when he starts doing things on the job, and that's as far as I'm gonna go with that. Right. And, but so there's it's like I would say like every twenty minutes or so. Uh, oh no, actually before that. Uh, the, the, there's the other revelation is when uh, Bill Paxton tries to hire him. Oh right, and I think it's one of the most yeah, it's it's the most low key thing. But like he, you know, he's he's offering the job and he's like just giving him like, uh, no, th- thank you. Uh, you know, like, that, again, that kind of formal regurgitated textbook responses, and then he just stops at one point. He's like, I, I wanna, I I want I want I feel like I want to grab your ears and scream in your face at the top of my lungs. That like so, just like very calm, very calm and instructive. Like, and again, slower. Like, it's like I have to choose how I say these things, <laughs> and like glimpses into this 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 uh, bestial entity, you know, walking around in a meek little uh, you know shirt collar. I, it, Gil, uh, it's the actor makes this. I mean, great writing. The dialogue is fucking spectacular, and and again, it's it's the fact that he talks like people don't normally talk. Uh, that's the character, right? And uh, I, I want to mention the most brilliant piece of writing in the film that actually confused me at first because it caught me off guard. Because you're wrapped up in everything else going on. Uh, at the, near the end, when his uh, partner 
or his um his assistant yeah uh renegotiates with him oh right and he gives and he gives in after that while they're tailing this the other person and i don't want to give away too much he tells them the roll's window down remember that yeah and then and then like later the the kid rolls it up he's like no i leave the window down and he's he like, says i'm, I'm freezing yeah yeah so roll it down and so i'm like assuming this is a setup for something i'm thinking cinematically this is a setup this is coming on and then everything goes everything like goes from like zero to 60 and i forget about it and later I'm like wait a minute what the fuck was with the window? Just, and then you go back and realize, like, up until that point, he's manipulating everybody. He's in control. When his assistant, like, uh, calls his bluff and renegotiates the, the, the terms and everything, and he has to give in, he's lost control. So he right. reasserts himself by making him roll the window down. For no reason other than to punish no, him, to keep him cold. Yeah, it's not even punishing him, but it's just making just controlling him like asserting that i'm in control here it's such a subtle and bizarre character play that like i didn't even pick up on it at first fucking loved it it's a very interesting this, uh, assertion i like it yeah i, 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 I definitely want to watch the film again oh i i, I could I'm, watch this film again I'm, I'm gonna make holly watch it definitely uh just fucking you know and 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 I, I haven't seen all of his films. I've, I've missed a few of them, but everything, every time he is in a film, great. Now, now uh, Dan Gilroy, I, I've got to say, I didn't expect to like this film because what was Dan Gilroy's first screenplay? I don't know. I didn't even look him up. Fucking Free Jack. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> like, Free Jack. I saw that. So you got to be fucking kidding me. He's no wonder why Renee villain. Russo's in this movie. <laughs> she was in fucking Free Jack. Yeah, ninety-two he did Free Jack. Then in ninety-four he did Chasers, which was uh, Crispin Glover was in it and Tom Berenger. It was about uh, like Navy guys. I, and, know, I never uh, saw it. Uh, yeah, it was. It was. It was. Uh, what, what's the, the tagline? The uh, a hapless Navy grunt is assigned uh, SP duty. The catch, he must escort a beautiful female prisoner. It's shit. It's shit. Complete shit. Uh, then he did. Then he wrote two for the money, which I never heard about. And he's got it written by credit, which means it was probably uh, modified for him. Jeez. Uh, Al Pacino. It's an Al Pacino film, but I've never heard of it. Oh, wait. I, and I, then, I've heard of it. I, I never saw it, though. Then The Fall, which was that, that goofy thing about the, the guy sick in a hospital that kind of fantasy reality blurring thing mm. uh which had mixed reviews uh but then like then out of nowhere he like real steel then either real steel in 2011 which i liked okay i i mean i i went into it expecting to hate it and, and you know what it's a formulaic film it's you know that you know oh the the kid and the father getting together and they, they you know the underdogs the whole yeah whatever it was well done it was fun it it did what it was supposed to do and it wasn't that cheesy it was like a, it was an enjoyable film it was he pulled it off and then after that he wrote the born legacy which i haven't seen right. but I haven't, apparently I, I haven't seen it either but you're right it's supposedly it, it did well it did very well and and when you're rebooting a series but, like that but which which is like it didn't what? do well enough that I, I've heard that Matt Damon is coming back to continue the Bourne films. Well, that they, that may not be because it didn't do well. It might be because that uh, what's his name is uh, fucking doing other shit now. He's got his own thing going. Oh yeah, the Avengers films and all that shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he probably doesn't want to go back and play more Bourne movies. 
No, I think he would. So, no, I think he absolutely would. But I think well, they would. Uh, I think people would prefer Matt Damon. Well, sure, because he played. He he did what three movies before Jeremy Renner came in. Yeah. What what I'm saying what I'm saying is when Jerry Jeremy Renner did Born Legacy, it was the same year as the Avengers. Before that, uh, he had really just started getting into films with uh, the town. Uh, I mean, he had stuff before that, but uh, you sure. know, Hurt Locker and American Hustle and. Yeah, but Merrick yeah. Hustle. I mean, he 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 really climbed up the ranks in a short time. Uh, why the fuck he did Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters? I don't know. For the money. Yeah, and and again, like Hurt Locker uh, really put him on the map. But um, I, I I don't know how it, it, that got him rolling. Mm-hmm. So at that point, you're you're taking all the you know all the big money you can. He was in that TV show, The Unusuals. I don't know if you saw it. I was still watching TV at that point. Oh, I never saw that. Uh, it was like a, a like a like post a quirky cop film a TV show. It wasn't bad. Okay. Um. But I mean, after Hurt Locker, that was that was like the, the film that got him up, and then after that, he started doing the big budget films. You got Mission Impossible, and then you got the Avengers and Born Legacy the same year. So he's like just you know in two years he's like getting all the big budget movies. Sure. So after after Born Legacy comes out, he's he's doing American Hustle. Uh, he's got Kill the Messenger. Which got you know great reviews. Uh, he's got the next Avengers film coming up, another Mission Impossible film coming up. He doesn't have fucking time to play Bourne. <laughs> uh, I, I I think it's a it's a franchisable series. I think he would. I think he'd find the time. I just think people want to see Matt Damon in that role. I do. I just I do. Anyway. Sure. I... Um. So for Nightcrawler. One quick thing. Um, yes. Well, two quick things. One, yes. when I initially heard that the f- a film called Nightcrawler was being made, I just thought it was going to be another Marvel movie. And yeah, ho- ho- Holly keeps. Com- every time I mention a film, Holly keeps complaining that it's not about actual Nightcrawler from X Men. You could tell her to get over it. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I got over it very quickly, um, and then I saw the trailer, and I'll be completely honest. I I wasn't. I don't want to say I wasn't thrilled about the trailer. It didn't make me want to see the movie, the trailer. It, I, it really I'm, didn't. I'm going to agree with you uh, on the level that the story and what it was promising didn't make me want to watch it. What The only thing in the trailer that made me want to watch it which was Gyllenhaal. Yeah, I'll see just about anything he does. Uh, but, but so. I mean, you know what it was? Like, I... I you and I watch enough of this shit, and we you know we know how things work. That I, th- I think you'll agree with me with this. Watching it, I could tell it was a shitty trailer, yeah. but I could. T- but every time he said stuff, there was a glimpse of okay, you know what? Something's going on behind this trailer that, and he's the only thing giving me a glimpse of that. When I initially saw the trailer, and this is my honest reaction to it, um, it was. It was, oh, okay, they're doing this. Okay, he lost a ton of weight, obviously trying to go for Oscars. Um, Then I thought, there's really nothing in this trailer I haven't seen before. And finally, I was just like, I don't think I want to see this movie. It wasn't until my wife actually said, you know what? I want to see that movie Nightcrawler. And I said, all right, we can see it. and, And still in my head at that moment... I was like, mm, all right. But then you 
told me you saw it, and you basically told you said it was fucking incredible. To, yes. Just to, to quote you, uh, your exact words. Um, and I was like, all right, now I got to see it. Because if there's anyone I trust, uh, you know, aside from myself, <laughs> is you. If you tell me something is good, I will at least give it a shot. Yeah, and, you know, we occasionally it's hit and miss between us, but usually we're on the mark. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I'll agree with, like, the, honestly, the first reaction when I saw the trailer was Manhunter, but told from the reporter's point of view. Okay. That's what the feeling was. I really had that feeling of like, oh, this is like an 80s kind of uh, reporter, serial killer kind of thing going. And, but like I said, I, I, I didn't read anything about it ex- by, except like I just saw like the, you know, what, you know, the movie poster really nailed me too. I saw that. I was like, you know, there's more to this than that trailer was given. It's really, it's really a horrible trailer. Oh, it's terrible. But at the same, but at the same time, you, you've seen the film. How do you put that film in a trailer? And 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 and, and, and all right, first of all, how do you put it? How do you put that film in a trailer and not give away too much? Don't worry, they already did. But how how do you convey that kind of feeling that that the tension, the character uh, study that is this film? You can't. You really can't put that in a trailer. Right. Was this? It's like, yeah. Was this nominated for best cinematography? Because that was phenomenal in the film too. I I believe not. The uh, opening shot. Right the opening shot of the film is it's it's uh, you know like a Los Angeles like uh, like a desert kind of scene. It's nighttime. There's a big empty billboard, and you just kind of see in the background or uh, like in the distance that the sun is just starting to come up. So it's like silhouetted mountains with kind of like this almost orangey glow to it, and it just it's a gorgeous opening shot i was i i was in the movie the second that shot opened just because of how good it looked i was like all right maybe they got something here because you don't create a shot like that by complete fucking accident you plan a shot like that you know and that's exactly what i felt that they did you know from the way it opened to the way it ended everything was planned it was um it, it it was calculated just really top notch it's not nominated is it no of course it isn't what is nominated for cinematography if there's anything oh, cgi um, i'm gonna throw something grand budapest birdman uh ida which i'm not familiar with mr turner uh cinematographer dick poop and unbroken <laughs> dick poop uh okay there's very little cgi from what i understand in birdman there's a couple of cgi things um and unbroken you, 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 i think unbroken has, in, a, has a lot of cgi in it the cgi in birdman you've already seen it in the trailer it's like every every instance of cgi in that fucking movie's got to be in that goddamn yeah, trailer and, and the thing is i think a lot of people are being tricked not because of the trailer, but because of how they've, I don't want to say trained, but how they've watched movies all their lives to think that that might be an action film or have do, some do, action in it. If, if I didn't know what the film was about, I saw that trailer, I think I'm watching the next Hancock film. Right. Really? I just like, it, they, 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 yeah. Fucking trailers. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think, I, I think the only thing it's nominated for, as far as I know, I'm kind of scanning through to see if I'm wrong. Is uh, screenplay. screenplay? I don't. I yeah. don't think it got nominated for anything else. He definitely didn't get best actor. 
No. And I was talking about... Oh, wait. About... What, I, th- oh, I think was Best Supporting Actor? I, th- I thought maybe... Uh, where is supporting shit? Uh, actor no. supporting role? No. 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 I, I thought the, the, the guy would... But he didn't. No. I, I, was, I was actually surprised that he didn't get nominated for Best Actor. I'll go out. I'll you go know, out on a limb and just tell you right now. If I had to take someone off the list uh, and put someone in, it would probably be Bradley Cooper, or Steve Carell. Insert Jake Gyllenhaal. For real. I don't know. I, I get too much of a crush for on Bradley Cooper. I can't. I can't go with Steve Carell. Definitely. Steve Carell is not as good in this film as what it's being made out to be. Mm-hmm. For real. And I wouldn't be surprised if Michael Keaton won for Birdman. Okay, before we finish talking about, well, first of all, uh, Nightcrawler. I mean, obviously, we're both in agreement. Fucking phenomenal film. Absolutely. Nothing sucktastic about this movie. Nope. Uh, what do we want to rate it? I think we might have to go a solid eight. Not higher. Maybe a nine. Yeah. All right. Now, let, let me ask you a question. What is what is your criteria for giving a film ten stars? Rewatchability. Am I gonna watch this film more than one time? Okay, I'm definitely watching this again. Oh, I'm. For, I, I would definitely now, watch it several times. Uh, all right, it, for I, me, it, it's a, it's gonna be a, a film permanently in my collection. Absolutely. I want to. I want to argue ten stars for this. Ten. Wow. And he, he, here's why I'm arguing this because we 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 waffle a lot about five or six or seven because you know well is it too bad is it this good, and we we really don't review good movies that often. I want to say that for me, a ten-star film is a film that I watch, and when I walk away and after a week of thinking about it, I I have no complaints, I have no criticisms, nothing. It film whatever was done was done right, was done perfectly, and uh, made sense to me. I think this is a perfectly executed film. We're talking like like Fight Club status. Yes, yeah. Fight Club. I would definitely give a ten star. Yeah. That film fulfills every. There's not one thing I walk away from going. Why did they do that? No, everything made and, fucking perfect and sense. For me, I mean, like Fight Club is up there. Like Shawshank Redemption, I, I fur. That is a perfect film in my eyes. Like truly, I. If that's on, I'm watching it, and I'm watching that film maybe two times a year, three times a year on my own anyway. Um, Shawshank Redemption is one of, in my opinion, one of the best films ever caught on on you know on celluloid. It may be a nine. <laughs> I feel the I'll same way a- about that. I feel the same way about Fight Club. I feel the same way about Godfather Two. You know, it just. I got uh, Yeah, don't. don't um, uh, so, I'm I'm voting ten stars for Nightcrawler. Are you in agreement? We don't review good films often, so this no. isn't going to happen a lot. Ten stars, huh? There isn't much I can say, you know, to, to, to say not give it ten. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, you know what? Yeah, let's give it ten. Dr- only, yeah, definitely, because I can if, see myself rewatching this and enjoying it and miss missing things oh. or like spotting things I've missed every single time I see it. Remove the entertainment value. Just the main criteria: uh, music. Oh yeah. Cinematography. Yep. Screenwriting, dialogue, all, all direction, acting. There's not one as one 
aspect of this film when you break it down as components that I that was less than perfect for what the film was trying to do and what it conveys. I, I think it's complete lightning in a bottle for Dan Gilroy too. So mm, oh, <laughs> thing he's ever fucking done. Um, late years, late years from Free Jack. Yeah, uh, I don't think he's he he's never done anything this good before. I don't think he'll ever do anything this good again. This might be, and again, no homework done on this. I have no idea. This could be something that he's knocked around in his head, maybe screenplay written. This could have been a screenplay he wrote 20 years ago, 30 years ago, and he finally the just got wrote, around to doing it. The man who wrote Free Jack did not write this film. It's a This is a totally different Gilroy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, no. You don't think this is something that he might have had on the back burner and said, I can't make I, this now, I can make this later? No, I, I think there's something that might have evolved over time, but no, this is not the same guy who wrote. You Free know, Jack. I, and again, again, if you're you're a screenwriter for hire, you write what they fucking tell you to write, so you don't always have control over that shit. I'm not, you know, let's not. But still, no, <laughs> he didn't write Free Jack and have this floating around in the back of his head. No, that this is this is the thing. No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> no. I'd love uh, to but, see the interview. Yeah, I wrote this movie in 1986, and Manhunter was out. I just, I don't think I could have got it made. <laughs> I can, I can, I can almost guarantee you that when we watch all the best picture noms, I can almost guarantee you that that none of them are gonna excite us as much for a ten stars this film did. Oh, I, I, I would say, yeah. I don't see, I don't see me arguing ten stars for for Boyhood. I don't care how much surprised no. I am by it. Uh, Maybe so Grand, with me uh, Grand, Grand Budapest, uh, Budapest Hotel. I, I liked it a lot. I probably, and again, you knock a star off with a four by three. Absolutely, I'll knock. <laughs> See, and, and and the only reason I'm so passionate about it is because of how much I liked that movie. That you felt that, it was a distraction. It, not an it was a com- absolutely a distraction. The entire movie is is in that frame, and the only thing I'm thinking of is why. I get it. You want it to be pre-war film. Fine. But you know what? Pre-war film doesn't look anywhere near as good as this. So stop it. How how about... And really, pre-war is 4-3. How about (laughs) pre-90s? Yeah. What the fuck? So if if you're making... You gotta tell me Wes Anderson sitting there and says, hmm... I want to. I want to portray the kind of cinema that was being made before the war. Like, like you know, when, when pre-war, he obviously doesn't mean Iraq. He's talking like World War One, World War Two. Right. But like pre pre-war cinematography. I'm thinking back then they didn't have letterbox. Yeah, that's it. That's the one thing I come away from when I think pre-war. Yeah, not not black and white. You know, let me tell you something. If he was really going to do it, like really do it, he would have had haze around the edges of the screen. Okay. It would have looked like shit. You know, he would have yeah. had haze around that, or it would have looked like a fucking. It would have been rounded in the corners instead of like straight sharp edges. It would have been rounded. You know, almost like what a TV kind of looked like in the forties and fifties. It, it and it didn't like look like shit. that at all. It was yeah, fucking. So, it was yeah. beautifully filmed. This. It just. Yeah. Even though it was everything in the past that they were showing, pre-war, whatever you want to call it, it looked great. So Three stop fucking it. Stars. Three stars. Damn it. Fuck him. I haven't seen even seen it yet. Uh, so, yeah, ten stars for Nightcrawler? Yeah. Come on. Yeah, let's, you know you no, want let's to. do it. Ten is... Fuck yeah. And I'm, I'm going to take a peek at the uh, at the IMDb. Uh, this film, it, uh, eight, uh, eight obviously is, is the main ranking, what, 35%. 
uh, across the board, no one's rent, no one's rating this under six. Let me just say that. Oh, yeah. As, uh, and, as it, they, sh- they, hardly, should, they should have their head checked if it's anything under under eight. It's it's not even worth going through the demographics because all the demographics are, are, are between seven point eight and eight point three. Mm-hmm. It's everybody loves this film. It's fucking awesome. Um, and this could be the only film we ever, you know, review that ten. Because we review bad movies, and the only reason why right. we are reviewing this or even talking about it is because the Oscars, and 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 the Oscars don't really bring us a lot of good movies either. No. So and, and you know it's one of those things where we talked about Fight Club. Also, it would be a film that would get ten. Don't ever expect us to review it. It just yeah. it's not a film we would review on this show. Right. It just wouldn't happen. I mean, it would happen. Samurai Cop, probably. Ah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it, it just wouldn't be a film we ever review. E- even if the challenge, it's like, I have to challenge you to Fight Club because dot, dot, dot. I, I think us knowing each other so well as as being reviewers, we would avoid it at all costs. And and, and I, I want to, after we do the Oscar show, I, I, I want to um, make a request. I think the next episode after the Oscar show should be our anti-Oscar show. And what I mean by that we is... We didn't do that enough tonight. <laughs> Well, no, no. Here's what I, I don't have a better name for it. I'm sure you'll think of something better. Uh, but what I want to do is after the Oscars and they announce the winners, I want to take the winners, the best director, uh, best actor, actress, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I want to focus on the worst thing they've ever done. Oh, I like you know, it. I like that. I mean, again, Nightcrawler wins for best screenplay. Yeah, let's talk about Free Jack a little bit. <laughs> I and also, this, that's something I, I, I always, I, I'm like, you watch a film sometimes, and I, like, I'm watching uh, Jeff Bridges or, uh, or Bill Paxton. You're watching Bill Paxton, and you think, and you got to think to yourself, what, what's the one film he regrets? <laughs> I mean, all actors do bad films, but, I mean, I mean like, just looking at Gillahall, do you, do you ever think he looks back and goes, fucking, fucking bubble boy? <laughs> I mean, is, is that his regret? Every actor has to have one. They have to have one thing that's like, I should, why the fuck did I say yes? I'm, you know, the, 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 I'm amazed my career survived that film. You know, everyone has, right. and I, I just, it, it's interesting. I mean, I, and really, when you, when you look at Gyllenhaal's stuff, I, really, Bubble Boy's probably the only weak link. I can't no, think I about, know. actually, Day After Tomorrow, maybe, but I don't know, that's kind of a throwaway. Yeah, it's a budget film. I, I, but not a budget film. It's a blockbuster, you know? Yeah, and, and it still for, wasn't, yeah. it was, it was an okay movie. It wasn't, you know. I, you know what, actually, I take that back. I think if we were talking about Gyllenhaal, Prince of Persia. Yeah, it's got to be the one. Yeah, that's going to be the one. After he, and that's he like, might not like he after. might he might not uh, admit to regretting it, but uh, when when they tell you they're making a two hundred million dollar epic, uh, and you're the uh-huh. big number one star, you're not going to say no. Yeah, but but also again, if if you look, uh, Brokeback Mountain two thousand five, right? Right. He's on the fucking map. Oh, yeah. And he does Jarhead, he does Zodiac, he's doing big stuff. Then he does Brothers. He's on the map again. Everybody's fucking raving about that film. Oscar, that's Oscar nominee, right? Yeah. Brothers? Uh, yeah. I don't think it, w- it then, was Best Picture, but it was you know, Best Actor, Screenplay, was, shit like that. Yeah. Right, he was, he was in, and then after Brothers, it's like, yeah, Prince of Persia. <laughs> what the fuck was I thinking? So yeah, I, I want to do that after the Oscars. I want to take them and just, just, just say, all right, yeah, let's, let's humble you a bit. I like it. That that'll that'll fall that'll mold into our show really well. Now, real quick, yeah. this is something we could talk about outside of the show, but since we're talking about the Oscars, 
are we getting together to do the live show? Like, are, are you coming here, or are we going to do it like this? When is the uh, Oscars? It's, uh, I want to say it's f- February, end of February-ish. The 20- okay, that doesn't, that doesn't answer my question. I don't know. I could have guessed that. I could have guessed. Listen, I told you what month it's in. I wasn't completely guessing. Let me Google that. February twenty second. That's see that that's an answer. That's like oh. It's Sunday night. How about that in February? Take yes, take your yeah, take again, your fucking pick. Holy shit! How did how did you guess that? Whoa. Now that's the week before I I go to Atlanta for the weekend. So that's a perfect timing. Oh good. Uh and I, I think I think that happened last year because the upshot is I can I, I'm I'll be working over the weekend, right. so I can probably take that Monday off and come down. Oh no, wait, this is before, blah blah blah, twenty second. No, that doesn't work. But still, I, I I can probably take the Monday off or or start late that day and come down to you if you prefer. That's fine. And and since I w- we won't be doing the drinking Oscars, <laughs> I won't become loud and belligerent whenever they mention Bill Gates or anybody. Yeah, or, uh, no, it was it wasn't Bill Gates. It was, it was the other guy, <laughs> Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. <laughs> um, you can definitely come down here. That would be amazing. I mean, we could do it this mm-hmm. way too. This way works because I'm gonna sh- you know stream it like I did uh, uh, the last time, and that works really well. But um, if you come down, that's you know we don't get to do that very often. So yeah, I think we'll try to plan that. All right, cool. And I always remember that that Oscar show kicked off us uh, podcasting it uh, the way we do now with the Skype. And it also kicked off my my aversion to vodka, <laughs> chocolate whipped vodka. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you okay? No, I'm good. It'll pass. People still talk about that episode. Last year when I post uh, when I posted that picture, we had more comments on that. It's like I I, I remember watching that live. Do you, do you, do you want to <laughs> post a video this year? I did post a video on YouTube and they they flagged it, but and <laughs> and and the reason I took it down was because they, they flagged me vomiting. They flagged because we had the Oscars playing in the background, because it's you know oh, really? a- ABC. Uh, and what ended up happening was I ended up taking it down the second it was flagged. It was when you were allowed to take it down, and wh- when you because when you got flagged, and you you could take the video down, and then any restrictions that they put on you were lifted immediately. Now, when you post something and you get flagged, even if you remove it. You're still pretty. You're flagged for thirty days. Fuck them. We just gotta find a different. Find some. Well, I mean, I could put it on Vimeo, and you know, I can get the video out that way. But what I can try and do is, I can, I can post it. They'll flag it. I can dispute it, and hopefully, if I do it, let's say tomorrow, by the time the Oscars hit, it'll be fucking live. Now, are are we showing it, or is it in the background on a TV? Um, we're showing a stream. Okay, so we're actually showing the Oscars on, like, while we're talking behind. Yes, it. and there's sound. There, okay, there's sound so through the that, whole thing. So, I think that's why they have right. a problem with it. So, I, I can kind of see if we if we weren't talking over it, I could understand that. Um, I mean, we are talking over it. 
I was saying, if we, I'm oh, saying oh. if we weren't, I could understand their complaint. That's all I was saying. Uh, yeah, we can give that a shot. Uh, but no matter, I, I think no matter what, we should, even if we just post it on Facebook, uh, we should get that we up. We can. Facebook uh, has a twenty, uh, a fucking twenty-minute uh, rule. Well, it highlights then, uh, or cut it up in the twenty-minute segments. I mean, no matter what, let's just get it somewhere else. Twenty-minute 20 segments, it, I can do. If for, for, if we can't put shit on uh, for, uh, anything, we can't get on YouTube now. Just has to go somewhere else. Right. Even if it's fucking. I mean, I can Facebook, put it on Vimeo. Vimeo is easy. Yeah. Any. I mean, it's hard. YouTube is the easiest one because we can share the video anywhere. Right. But you know what? We can't share it if they won't fucking post it. So fuck them. Let's just post it whatever we want to, and we'll see what happens. Right. Uh, when and I've been talking about redoing our website for a while. It's going to happen. I, I promise. But what I'm going to do when I do that is I'm going to integrate a video player into our new website, and everyone will uh -huh. be able to watch any of these videos on our website. That'll be awesome. You know, it, it just it has to happen that way because we have just too many problems with YouTube. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I like having our stuff there. It gets the most exposure. But you know what? But, when it, but, when everything it we post ever is fucking flagged, like tonight's shouldn't be flagged because there the, the the only thing that we show is the movie trailer. Everything else is just just interviews of Jill and I. Yeah. Yeah. No, fuck it because yeah, YouTube's the best exposure if they fucking post exactly. it. Exactly. And when there's when there is no real copyright issue, when it is perfectly legit and they still don't and they still allow I we can't I can't get in it. Fuck fuck them. We'll get a we'll get a post it somewhere else. We had somebody um uh I think it was um the wildlife uh the video that we have of that some yeah. Some asshole, he commented on it. He basically called us, I think he called us faggots. I, I, just like something really just childish really? and, de yeah. you know, just degenerate. Uh, on, a, on, a, on a YouTube comment page, really? Yeah. <laughs> and he just said, you know, would you guys just shut the fuck up, you, you know, faggots or whatever. He might not have called us that. But it, he just was rude, crude. And it was just completely uncalled for. So I called him out on it. You know, I just replied back, which I shouldn't do, but I did. You know, and as far as I know, he hasn't responded to it because he's like a one-and-done prick. So, anyway. It just... I'll, I'll post it on Vimeo so that we can link it to our Facebook page immediately. And I will also post it to Facebook and dis dispute the flag. You know, it's funny. I'm, I'm going to mention this briefly because you, you mentioned actually reading comments on YouTube, which I think is adorable. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, my company posts uh, videos for uh, our, our product on YouTube, right. and uh, we, we, we disable comments. And I was I was talking to a customer the other day. I said, well, why do, why do you have the comments disabled on YouTube? I was like, have you ever read comments on YouTube? <laughs> because if you had, you wouldn't ask that question. <laughs> yeah. Grammatical, punctual, uh, punctuation errors. Just you want to you want to group together some of the most unintelligent people around. Read just about every YouTube comment section. Yeah. Manipulative. But, uh, but yeah, but I, I think we should we should get the uh, the the famous Oscar video out uh, by the time for this Oscars. It's kind of a celebration. I, I agree. Definitely. And the last twenty minutes, have... the last twenty minutes of that video pure gold 
I have not listened to it or watched it since we did. I remember show. what we had for dinner that night because I can't get that you know the smell out of my head. <laughs> we had it's called chicken something, and uh, it's an it's an old <laughs> recipe that Mare got. It's basically like sticky chicken. You know, it's like sticky rice. You know, flavored wild chicken and rice is basically what it is, and it's really good. Mm. Yeah. It was good both ways. It was I, awesome. I haven't had chicken something since that Oscar <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I've told Mayor specifically, just don't make that dish. Not for a while. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's only been like three years. I didn't mean to. Three? Has it only been three years? I think it's three years. When did we do that show? When, when did Steve Jobs die? Ooh. I want to say it's been three years. This could be the fourth year. Steve Jobs died in 2011. Okay, so this is the fourth so, year. So, well, he died in 2011. The Oscars were in 2012 that they memorialized him. Uh, so, okay, so it's three years. It's going on three years. So I was fourth. I was, this is the fourth Oscars fourth, since then. Four, the, fourth Oscars, but it's three physical years. Correct. Okay, that is correct. All right, cool. So I was. So you were I right. Was right. Go, yes. go, Joey. All right. I think we, we, we said it all. Not yet. We got we got ways to go. No, for tonight. Oh, for tonight? <laughs> for, no, we're done. For this yeah, episode. Yes. I thought you meant like we're, we're, we're finished. I was like, no, no. Uh, we I'm, get, we I'm get like, more. what the fuck else are we going to talk about? <laughs> we could talk about, uh, we could talk about Plex. That fucking shit is awesome. Uh, I, I'm gonna, I'm going to, to, uh, I'm gonna sacrifice my neighbor's children to Plex. That is, is, is how great it, it is. You know, the only thing that annoys me about Plex is the fact that I didn't do this six months ago, and I missed out six months ago. The the lifetime Plex pass was seventy five dollars. I pay forty dollars for a year, you know, to do Plex. What's another $35? I never have to pay it again, ever. And I'm not kidding when I say this. I've only had it like three, four days. It's fucking amazing. It's better than anything I've ever used. It's better than Xbox Media Center. Um, It might not be as pretty, but it's way more function. It's got much better functionality on it. But it's $150 for a lifetime. If I do plan on using this, like way into the future, like past three, four years, I will pay the 150. I will see how this year goes. If it yeah. if it is, you know, because it's everywhere. It's on every smart TV. It's on every Blu-ray player. Um, they're packaging it with you know things like uh, Roku's and uh, Amazon Fire TVs and Fire Sticks, Chromecast. It's everywhere. If whatever product is being released doesn't have it, people don't want it. So, I can see... So, you've been listening to Plex. To, yeah. We talked about it for one minute. So, relax. <laughs> uh, I can see myself using this for a decade. And if that's the case, I would definitely pay the 150 I, I can see Joey talking about it for a decade. Alright, this episode 158 <laughs> of Movie Sucktastic. Uh, as always, thanks for joining Movie us. Movie Plex Packs. Yeah, that's... Uh, go to our website at moviesucktastic.com download all the shows there you can go to itunes you can download the shows or listen to them there as well uh you can go to live stream 
Livestream.com slash MovieSucktastic. You can catch us live every week, uh, Thursday nights, 8 o'clock. Or you can do that from our website as well. Uh, you can go to our Tumblr page at MovieSucktastic.tumblr.com. You can go to our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash MovieSucktastic. Uh, you can get our Android app, which does everything I just said. You can listen to the show. You can download poster art, merch, all of it, Facebook. It's all there, Twitter feed. Um, and uh, if you do a simple search for Movie Sucktastic in a web browser, uh, we come right up. It's the only thing out there that's called Movie Sucktastic. Nobody else has that, so it's real easy to find us. And, uh, and you can also go to Plex.com uh, and download the awesome Plex. You can do that, but it has nothing to do with Movie Sucktastic. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Um, we should do a Movie Sucktastic Plex. I'll set up like a movie server. Just put up all the bet. We probably get in trouble for that. Never mind. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Do you have any words of wisdom? Yeah, don't set up a movie server with fucking Plex on it. <laughs> and let everyone leech off of it. My words of wisdom. Plex! And see, now because of you, the music ended. And when I do that, I get yelled at. <laughs> when I do that, I get... And Scott, thank you because now the music's ending because you wouldn't shut up. And you did it. Just for the record, as the music was yep. fading out, I was about to say, and we'll talk to you next week. And it, w- and it, w- it would have ended right there. But I didn't have my words of wisdom in. You didn't give me the time. For you the yelled plex and then just went on about how the music was ending and talked over the music ending. You're, no, you're no, no, still no, in no, trouble no, for this. This is your fault. No, it's not. This music is really over. <laughs> Unacceptable. Anyway, we'll talk to you next week, everyone. We appreciate your time. That was me fading out. Sure was.